This is The Immigrant View, a podcast for immigrants by immigrants. Welcome to the show. The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantNetworks.com. Hello, everyone. It is a great pleasure being here with you today. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Welcome to The Immigrant View. I have not had my morning coffee, as you can tell, so I am half asleep, half awake, and it's 9.08, which is just crazy. So I'm going to do the best I can, Phoebe, to uh, to, to to get my energy going uh, today, but um, it, is, it is lacking. <laughs> It is lacking. Not like my energy, but we'll try. We'll get through this. But Phoebe just had an amazing production yesterday with her students, and she was just telling me about the amazing success of it. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into it uh, during our conversation as well. So who am I speaking with today? She is the principal of uh, Philopatier. Did I say it properly? Philopatier, yes. All right. Philopatier Kristen. She's an experienced board member with demonstrated history of working in the education uh, management industry. She's skilled, skilled in K-12 education, customer service, literacy, secondary education, admissions, business development professional, masters of education as well, focused on educational leadership um, as well. And we're going to be having a conversation with her today. She's going to share briefly about her journey, but then also for immigrants that are bringing their students here to Canada. As you probably know, many of us, when we come, um, we probably have a spiritual or religious background. Some come as Christians, uh, some come as Hindus, uh, or with a Hindu a spiritual background. Some come as um, Muslims as well with a uh, Muslim background. So many are coming with the spiritual background. And one question that I have heard is, how can I maintain and sustain this for my kids, you know, in um uh, you know, as you come into Canada, which is uh, more, um, what's the word I'm looking for now? Liberal in our views, I guess would be a, a good way to put it. How can you uh, be able to keep your spiritual um, way for your, for your children while this is happening? I hope I did a good job of, of, of doing, <laughs> introducing yes, the topic. You Thank you. Lots of big words there for me. <laughs> <laughs> good right. So we have, Phoebe uh, Wasfi uh, here with us. Phoebe, how are you? I'm good, thanks. It's good to be with you this morning. Uh, nice and Phoebe. early and calming. <laughs> <laughs> so you you said you've not had your morning coffee or you're sipping on your morning coffee. I'm working coffee on now. it. I have a work assignment. I'm, I'm trying to brood mine. You know, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I got to really get to it. It's amazing how addicted we can get to that thing. Uh, my wife has been telling me to get up. Every issue I have, Points back to coffee. Oh, I'm tired today. Well, if you get off coffee, coffee you know, oh, my toe hurts. Well, if you get off coffee, <laughs> I know uh, as educators, we say we want coffee IVs inserted in our veins. We have a Tim Hortons right beside the school, like we share a fence. So they love us and we love them. We're trying to yeah. convince them to do a coffee pipe into the school, but haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> I'm sure once you walk in, they're like, hi, Phoebe, let me guess. Yeah, they know the order, everything. That is awesome. So let's start with, um, when did you move to Canada? From from my understanding, you grew up in Canada, so I'm guessing you came at a much younger age. We'd love to learn more. 
Sure. So actually, I, was, uh, I uh, first lived in the States for 13 months when we first immigrated to North America. And then um, my father being a Coptic Orthodox uh, priest, which is the Egyptian uh, Christian uh, denomination, um, we were asked, uh, he was asked to move to Mississauga. And it was supposed to be a three months transit that turned into a 35 year transit. Uh, wow. So yes, I came. Did he to fall in love, or was he stuck? Uh, no, actually, he just started working uh, in the church and building the church, and uh, he ended up actually uh, starting about, I, I believe, right now, fourteen churches, um, wow. and one of the largest ones outside uh, the uh, outside Egypt and the the school, the daycare centers, food banks. So it branched off into other things. Um, and we just never moved back. But uh, there's there's a saying that our uh, late Pope Shenouda used to say. Uh, because I I'm, I love being in Canada because I could still be proud of my Egyptian roots. And he used to say, Egypt is not a country that we live in, but a country that lives in us. Um, and so that was something like I'm always very linked. I always tell my students, as much as I'm a very Canadian uh, raised uh, person, I also have my Egyptian roots. So if you're going to try to scam me like you do with your parents, nice try. I go both ways. Uh, so, um, yeah, so I grew here. I, I came when I was 10 and I, uh, I've been here since. Uh, grew up, uh, went to school here, elementary, uh, middle school, high school, university. Um, got married here. Have my two daughters who are now uh, studying. One at Waterloo Pharmacy. The other is in Schulich Business. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've been... Uh, there all my life wow wow that is that is amazing um so why was this when you first arrived here did your parents start this school or was that part of the no. missionary fronts so what um when we first arrived uh here growing up I, and i think we talked about this in our introductory meeting uh growing up in egypt until i was in grade three um, Egypt is known for its private schools run by uh, nuns and monks of the Catholic uh, tradition. Uh, these were and continue to be very reputable institutions uh, in Egypt. Um, and they are a level of private schools on their own. Um, and so uh, growing up, these were the schools until I was in grade three that I went to. Um, and then when we moved to uh, North America, uh, I think for the first little while, my parents were trying to figure things out. So we were put in the public system in Seattle. Um, and right before we moved here, um, my brother and I were accepted into a private school um, in Seattle, Washington, where we were. And then we didn't go because we moved to Canada. Um, mm -hmm. And as soon as we arrived, my dad and my mom chose for us to uh, continue our education in a private faith-based school. So both my brother and I went to both elementary and secondary Christian schools. Um, and it was always a vision, uh, not just of my father's, but also of uh, late Pope Shenouda, like I said. The Coptic Church is known for its passion for education. Um, and uh, the School of Alexandria, as you know, um, is one of the most reputable uh, schools in, in the world, uh, in the history of the world. And so education for Egyptians and Egyptian immigrants are always very important. Um, and so uh, when my father started his ministry here um, and they started to think about building the bigger building for the church and so on, 
one of the first things he uh, decided to do with the church board and the school board that he formed was to start a private Christian school as well as daycare centers. So we have two daycare centers and we have the school. Um, at that time, I was just in university, so I wasn't part of the, the birthing of the school. Um, and then and then the school grew since, but it, it was my father um, in his ministry that felt that this was a very important uh, part of, of the ministry to serve the community as a whole. Um, so it is a church-owned um, school, and we are members of ACSI Eastern Canada. Um, and so uh, we, we've really formed a good foundation here. Uh, and uh, no, I never went to the school as a kid because it didn't exist, but I did graduate from two Christian schools, both in elementary and secondary. Okay, thank you for sharing. So for immigrants who have a religious background, um, as I mentioned in my intro, many would, of course, like to not just share their spiritual background with their children at home, they're also looking for opportunities where these kids can also be able to gain from their spiritual backgrounds, you know, outside of the home uh, as well. Why is private school an important option for people? Um, let me take you back to something you mentioned a bit earlier about Canada. Um, I think one of the things growing up in both countries, the U.S. and Canada, I am biased to Canada uh, because of the culture of mosaic. Uh, Canada really uh, puts us together in a, uh, by the way, just as you were talking to me, uh, I just got a message from one of my teachers, our students who are first time representing our school in Hosa, they made it to round two. Uh, they finished and they came to the production last night. So I'm, I just want to share that. Little you have to tell to me more about that. Something right. Uh, little things to say that we're doing something right. So this is exciting. Um, so anyways, um, back to being in Canada, being in the culture of mosaic, Canada really, maybe not so much now, and I don't want to go into politics, but uh, growing up here, we were encouraged to keep our cultures, our faith. Um, we, we've learned to respect the faith of others. Uh, so in a private school, that's a big thing. By the way, I, uh, I'm proud to say I have a very multi-faith-based student body, Okay. Um, and a lot of our Muslim friends actually joined the school because they are reminded of the schools they grew up in back home in Egypt, for example. Um, really? So um, I have Hindus, I have Buddhists, I have Muslims, I have Christians. Um, yes, we all signed the statement of faith that this is what the school believes in. But in a private school, we teach our students how to be a well-rounded person, how to respect their own faith and the faith of others. Um, how to bring God into the formula. Uh, our school motto is education, spirituality, and discipline. I always tell my students, I don't care what their faith background is, I say, you could get good education in some of our publicly funded schools. You could get discipline if the principal and the vice principal are, are good. Um, but without God in the formula and without that faith in the formula, without knowing that there is someone much bigger than you and your problems in the formula, this could crumble. Um, and as you know, atheism is on the rise, all kinds of confusion uh, is on the rise, but um, being in a private school, you're teaching them to respect their own faith and the faith of others. You're teaching them to, um, to be active members in the society on different levels. Um, when we do our trips internationally, um, one of the trips that becomes a favorite is the one to Egypt, 
I make sure we visit the mosque before we visit the church. Um, I teach them this is something that we're respecting. Um, and that that in itself in a private school can be done. You're not only teaching curriculum, you're teaching them to be a good, solid human being. Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. I, I was not aware of the multiple faiths that are part of um, conversations, the, which is... Yeah, the teachers are not. The teachers are Christians, but from different denominational backgrounds. So we do have mm -hmm. evangelicals, we have Catholics, we have Orthodox, uh, both Coptic and Macedonian now. So our staff our staff is multi-denominational uh, um, Christian because that's one of our, um, our rules uh, as members of, a, of certain organizations and as a school. But the student body is very multi-faith, multi-culture. Right. Now, do we have schools like this across Canada or this is now even looking beyond just this? Yeah, we, we do. We do. Like I said, I graduated from those schools. Uh, they existed many years ago. Um, I, I'm proud of this. I, I mean, my school that I graduated from is no longer around, but I, I'm still very proud to have graduated from Queensbury Christian College. Um, and I will tell you, I'm still in touch with uh, some of my teachers, um, some of my the administration. Uh, we would actually, when we would go, because our conferences, like we have over a million students, I believe right now across North America in private schools associated with ACSI, um, if not more. Uh, so when we have the teacher conferences and we have um, all the schools come together in Ontario, for example, I get to meet some of my former teachers growing up or some of my admin. Wow. I got to see my vice principal once who was actually a keynote speaker. And uh, and so you go and you see the, the the pride in their eyes. You know, their kid has become now an educational leader. And that's that's something that encourages and keeps you going. So those schools do exist, private schools on many different levels. Um, and we also, with curriculum, we're, we're more traditional with curriculum. Um, mm -hmm. We still believe in homework. We call them assignments. <laughs> we don't want to that's, mess that's with what them. it was called when I, when I grew up as well, was yeah. assignments in Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, we I didn't like those. it. <laughs> no, no. But then they like it when they go to university. And then they like, we know that stuff. So, which is great. Um, so yes, like I said, um, across Ontario, there are many private schools and many options. Um, some run it more traditional, some run it more conservative. Um, but at the end of the day, when you put your child in a private school, it is a big sacrifice. It is an investment you're putting. But we, we live in Canada, we invest in cars and houses. And sometimes we need to invest in our children. And that's that important. Is true. So let's talk about this investment piece. I'm glad you you you, you brought that up. So many times when immigrants uh, are, are coming in, you have limited amount of funds. Um, those funds are going into your first home or your first place to rent and those types of things. So how can, I'm assuming private college or private schools are expensive. Um, are there any ways that these parents can be supported? Okay, first of all, let me uh, bias to PCC, I guess, or for Patir Christian College. Uh, one of the main things uh, that the school board and the, and the founding members that have started this place, it is not a business unit. It's not an income-making uh, unit, I will tell you that. 
Um, it is something they've kept the tuition really as low as they can with very okay. high quality teachers. Um, mm -hmm. Because the, the point of this is to serve as many people in the community as possible. Now, um, having said this, there's always the families that need the extra hand. Um, and the boards are always, I know that for our school and many other schools, there's bursaries, there's scholarships, there's sponsorships. Um, we, I mean, I know multiple families in our school who have been brought in um, and are and other families are, are paying tuition. I have someone last year um, registered two students, paid their full tuition until they graduate in grade 12. Wow. Um, up front and, and said, this is to make sure that they do not leave the school. Uh, mm -hmm. So there are different ways. Um, again, don't get wrapped up with the Canadian dream. It is not a land of milk and honey. It's a land of hard work. Um, and having said this, your number one investment should be in your kids. Shop around, look around, see what could be done. But a lot of the private schools are open to helping and assisting in one way or another, payment uh, methods. Uh, a lot of immigrants also right now have an issue with bringing over their money. Um, and they have their, uh, you know, international credit cards. Well, you could still pay with that um, in, in private schools. So there are many ways that we could we could look into. But I always say in a private school, when you invest, if there's one thing I openly thank my parents for was putting us through those private schools. Um, because in a private school, you're seen as an individual. Uh, you're seen as their ambassador. So once they graduate, they take your name as a school, you know, worldwide. Um, and I, I could share a few examples later on in our podcast of where our students are today and what they're doing. Um, and they're lifting the school's name up. Um, mm. And so my parents, when they chose to invest in our education, my mom is not working. Uh, she's a physician by trade. And when we came, she opted to help in the ministry and raise my brother and I up. Um, and, and my dad was on a clergy salary. So if they put all that aside and invested in us, um, my brother is now a lawyer and I'm now a, a school principal. So they did a good job in that. That is fantastic. So let's quickly, let's talk about the school. Let's talk what, about school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me more. I know you just mentioned you, you, you got an email during the podcast about, um, I guess, a victory of the kids moving into round two. We'd like to hear more. You mentioned sure. a theater play yesterday with 500 students, which I have not heard of. <laughs> you know, that sounds like not a Lion King And parents and teachers on the stage. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a Lion King production there, you know. I, I, I'm still not over it. I still don't know how we did it, but we did it. So um, let's talk about the school. You're still recovering from that. I'm trying to recover. I'm happy it was our nine o'clock podcast. Uh, I told them I don't want to. I don't want to move for the rest of the day. I'm not mobile right now. So Tell me more about the school. We'd love to learn sure. more. It's a K to twelve school. Um, it started in 1999 in the basement of the newly built uh, building uh, of the Canadian Coptic Center in Mississauga. Uh, it, like I said, it was a uh, Pope Shenouda, actually, the late Pope Shenouda was the first bishop ordained in the Coptic Church for education. Mm -hmm. So every time he would come to North America, every time he spoke, he would say schools, build schools. And a lot of uh, a lot of the clergy were always scared of building schools. So they started daycare centers. And he's like, no, nope, I'm talking about schools. 
Um, until uh, Flipatier Christian College began in 1999, September 1999. So this coming school year will be our 25th uh, Silver Jubilee uh, school year. Very excited about that. Uh, 40 kids in the in the basement of the church, not knowing really what's next in it. Um, and then 10 years later, uh, those kids were graduating. The school was growing. They were graduating and going to other schools for high school. Um, at that time, I had started working in the school. And as staff would say, it's a waste of energy. You invested so much in those kids. Why are they going out also? Mm -hmm. um, so quickly, the, the, the idea of a high school began. And in the high school, we started with three students in grade wow. nine. In order for the Ministry of Education to accredit your school, you have to have a minimum of five students. So they gave us permission to do a reach ahead uh, courses for two students. One did computers and one did science. Uh, in, in grade nine science, grade nine computers while they're in grade eight. It's a program in Ontario that you could do. Uh, and so we ended up having five students in our high school mm -hmm. and we got accredited. Mm -hmm. um, and then the school grew. And in our 10th anniversary, we moved into our current building. Uh, it's 164,000 square foot building. We share it wow. with other entities, uh, a counseling center, a career college, they are daycare center, um, a museum, uh, and, and other things happening in there. Uh, but the school is 70% of the building. Um, and I, I guess inheriting a bit of my father's genes, I always say dream big. Don't start small, start big. Um, mm. The minute you start small, you'll always stay small. And so starting big meant that we are involved in so many ways I, academically, um, this last week, we had four students getting accepted into health science in the University of McMaster. Health science program, as you know, is a very elite program. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, four of them accepted in there. Three of them have never set foot out of school. In fact, they learned how to walk in our hallways when they were dropping off their older siblings. Wow. Wow. Um, uh, we had two students who got accepted into the CAP the pharmacy program in Waterloo, which only accepts 24 students worldwide. Wow. Uh, that's just last week. Architectural engineering, uh, University of Toronto engineering science, which is number one worldwide. Um, these are our students. Um, mm. They're doing this. They're getting accepted into those academic programs. They're great. Their applications are very sound, but they're also involved in a production like we did yesterday. Um, <clears throat> so this year we did the story of Joseph, uh, it's our first time doing a biblical uh, story, so it was a bit tense. <laughs> uh, accompanying the 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 film, uh, sorry, the the play, the production with singing, dancing, and acting was a short film uh, that's actually going to be entered into film festivals. Uh, we wow. took the story of Joseph, and we pretended it's happening to a girl in Canada in the twenty first century. And wow. we, uh, we integrated the two stories together. When I said almost 500 people on stage, I had alumni, I had students, I had teachers, I had parents, um, I had all hands on deck. Um, all the while you're doing this and you're continuing curriculum. You're not stopping curriculum. So you have... The classes happening on a shorter level, but the teachers are doing flipped classes where the students need to watch a video and then come into class and do the homework in front of them. 
So they see mm. if they have to grab the, or they're reteaching at lunchtime. They're bringing the kids in and they're reteaching them the concepts. I, one number one thing is curriculum doesn't stop. And then you get them involved in this. Like I said earlier, next weekend, we're going to have a break this long weekend. We're involved in Karasaga, the festival um, of cultures in Mississauga. Um, getting the kids out there, getting them exposed. Right now, Hosa is a, is a big competition. It's our first time in it. And the two students who insisted on going now are qualifying for round two. Those kids studied hard. Um, wow. Uh, sports we are in soccer basketball we're playing with Rapta we qualified for OFSA swimming one of our girls came as number 14 out of 1500 swimmers in Ontario um that's wow so you have you have a very well-rounded program then yes sir there's never a dull moment at PCC that's what we say Sore bodies, too. <laughs> very sore bodies. Very. My physiotherapist is waiting for me. <laughs> thank, you know, thank you so much. I, I really do think that there, there are many times when immigrants arrive. These are types of conversations that happen behind closed doors where people want to know they're interested, they're concerned, but they don't want to share with just everyone because they don't want to be seen as hating on other people. Um, and, and I really like where you talked about how early on, earlier on um, as a country, we used to encourage people. And I still think we, we do uh, in, in some ways to, you know, you know, hang on to their, their, their cultures and, and, and their, their beliefs as well. So thank you for being a part of this conversation and really sharing your thoughts with us as well. If anyone would like to reach out to you, how can they do that? PCCnet.ca is our website. Um, and they could go on there. They can contact all our contact information is on there. My, my email address is actually my first name, not my last name at PCCnet.ca. So you're more than welcome to share that. Um, and uh, there's also PCC info, but once they go on the website or our Facebook page, um, we're very active on social media. Everything's updated on social media regularly. Uh, so expect uh, pictures and uh, shots of the show yesterday. We had uh, uh, members of part member of parliament attending. We had the Egyptian ambassador to Canada who actually just came for the production and went back to Ottawa right away. Um, so yes. Um, over a thousand people were attending yesterday um, and so this is PCC so we're all over social media <laughs> we're all over Mississauga News um, in a good way um, and please <laughs> visit our website pccnet.ca um, all our school stories and information is on there fantastic it's been a pleasure having you thank you for joining me thank you so much take care Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Why don't you do us a favor and share this podcast with a friend or colleague? The Immigrant View is brought to you by ImmigrantsNetworks.com. Hi, I'm Nick Narani, founder and CEO of Immigrant Networks. Listen, if you're an immigrant or an international student looking to find a job and expand your network in Canada, Immigrant Networks is for you. Immigrant Networks, we say networking to get working. It is a community built by immigrants just like you to help you overcome one of the biggest challenges that immigrants have when they come here, and that is finding and retaining a job. 
visit our website today and get matched within days with someone from your profession and learn and grow immigrant networks networking to get working music provided by bensound.com